0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and today we have um, the second part of what so far is only a two-part series, I know, because I'm writing it, uh, called Drive and Sissy. Uh, It's read by Monica Loy, who is new, but I think going to be great at these narrations, And uh, it takes place in July of 1986, so definitely some period references on there, and um, I hope you enjoy it. It is definitely a bit of a coming-of-age type of story, slice of life, period piece, and I'm just having a lot of fun writing it. It's probably going to be about four parts before I'm done with it, but this is part number two of Drive and Sissy, written by me, and narrated by Monica Loy.
1: Drive-In Sissy 2 by Kylie Gable, narrated by Monica Loy Copyright Candy Apple Press, 2023, all rights reserved Jim agreed to meet his uncle Larry at his favorite restaurant. Nobody liked Sizzler like Larry did, and he thought their newer buffet offerings might have given his uncle the idea to update the drive-in in the first place. He spotted his uncle at his usual table and smiled before sitting down to join him. At lunch, Jim and Larry discussed the ideas that he had for updating the drive-in. It's a bit outdated, Jim said as he outlined his plans to give it an overhaul. The uniforms look like they're left over from the 1950s. New uniforms for all of the girls working there would be great. They're all attractive and some sexier uniforms that were more stylish would give guys an extra reason to come to the drive-in. Larry nodded thoughtfully at his nephew's idea, surprised to see how far-reaching it was. He had been mostly thinking of technology, but giving the old girl a new look and making it seem like a sexy place to hang out could only help business. Jim smiled confidently as he began to went into more detail on his idea. His uncle didn't understand them all, but that was exactly why he needed Jim's help. Larry was going to be 50 soon, and he was too removed from today's kids. Jim knew what they liked, slash Larry could see exactly what Jim was saying, and he nodded again. That makes perfect sense, he agreed. But you know how expensive these kinds of projects can be. What's your plan? Jim continued excitedly with his pitch. This was clearly his passion, and he had put a lot of thought into it. We can start with the audio system, upgrading to a four-channel surround sound for better quality than what we have now. That'll cost money to install, but it will also draw more people in. Larry nodded again as he considered Jim's plan. It seemed like an exciting prospect, something that could take the drive-in up another level. But still, it would be expensive, so they would need to figure out the budget and make sure they'd break even eventually. So, Larry asked him, What else do you think we should invest in? Jim paused for a moment before responding. I think new paint and uniforms would really help to introduce the change we're looking for, he began. If we do it right, I think everyone will be proud of the new look, not to mention the potential for business growth. Larry smiled approvingly at his nephew's enthusiasm. It was clear that Jim wanted to make a real difference here. His creativity and passion were inspiring. He made a mental note of all of the ideas they had discussed before turning back on Jim. All right, then, he said with a smile. Let's get this ball rolling. I'll start by figuring out how much our audio system upgrade is going to cost us, and you can work on developing some samples of what the uniforms and paint should look like. Jim grinned back at his uncle. Pleased that his ideas had been taken seriously and given a fair hearing. He knew this was going to be an exciting time for the drive-in. He couldn't wait to see what would happen next. Jim arrived at the drive-in that night feeling on top of the world. He had spoken to his uncle earlier and was now officially in charge of updating the drive-in. It was going to be an amazing project. As he approached his co-workers, Kim, Valerie, Amy, and Evelyn they didn't look nearly as pleased as him. In fact, they all looked a bit skeptical. Jim had not been known for being a great employee so far, often coming in late or taking long breaks and spending more time talking than actually working. Still, they couldn't help but make some suggestions when confronted with his news. After all, this was something that affected them all directly. What do you want us to do? Kim asked cautiously. Jim grinned. This was something he had been waiting for. Well, my uncle wants me to come up with uniforms for the girls, maybe in bright colors against the night sky at the drive-in. He also suggested getting a new audio system and painting over all of the old walls, Jim said excitedly as he listed off his ideas. The other girls exchanged glances. They weren't too sure about this plan, but it seemed like there was potential for it to make things better, so they decided not to judge yet. Valerie stepped forward, speaking on behalf of them all when she asked, Do you know how much your uncle is willing to invest in these changes? Jim shrugged and shook his head. We haven't discussed finances yet, he admitted. But I think if we want to make a real difference here, then it's definitely worth considering. It's going to be awesome. The girls laughed, knowing that Jim was probably exaggerating a bit. But still... It seemed like he really wanted to make the drive-in successful, and they were willing to give him a chance. "'All right, then,' Kim said with a smile. "'Let's start brainstorming ideas. "'We can come up with some samples of what the uniforms and paint should look like.'" And so, with that, the group went into full planning mode, excited for all of the changes that lay ahead of them. "'Sure, I'd love to hear your ideas,' said Jim." I'm sure my uncle would, too. The girls began to share their suggestions. They had plenty ideas of how they could make the drive-in stylish and attractive. They discussed possible colors, designs, and materials for the uniforms that would be comfortable yet chic. Eventually, they agreed on a plan with Jim, nodding along and promising to share the idea with his uncle at their next meeting. It was actually his first good night at the drive-in in a while. The girls got along well with Jim that night, and nobody even tried to put him in anything girly. Unfortunately for his co-workers, Jim had some ideas of his own. Their stylish ideas were fine, but Jim knew the secret to attracting customers was sex appeal. He started his concept with very stretchy and silky teal short shorts. The top would be a crop crop in black, but with fuchsia and midnight blue accents on the sleeves. The girls would wear very shiny pantyhose and pink boots with three-inch heels. He was sure that he could sell it to the girls because he worked in a lot of the colors that they had in their ideas. When Jim presented his idea to his uncle, Larry liked the look, but had his doubts that the girls would go along with it. But Jim assured his uncle he could sell it. Besides, if they didn't like it, they could be replaced. Jim actually liked the idea of being able to interview a bunch of young women and selecting the hottest ones to be his employees. In the end, Larry approved of Jim's idea and began to invest a lot of money into what they had planned. The uniforms were ordered and the audio system was upgraded. Paint was given a fresh coat and soon enough it was time for the grand reopening of the drive-in. The new look gave everyone a sense of pride. Not only was the audio a huge improvement, but the new coat of pain and sleeker design made the drive-in seem less dated. Jim still wasn't a good employee, and he was starting to think of himself as management, but the women gave him a wide berth because he was getting stuff done. The drive-in was modernizing, and there were more customers than ever. The girls would pester Jim about the uniforms sometimes and ask if Larry liked their ideas. Jim assured them they would love their new look. The uniforms arrived one evening before Jim showed up for work. The girls were shocked and dismayed when they saw them. They weren't cocktail waitresses at some nightclub. They worked at a drive-in theater. They couldn't believe that this was what their employer had requested. It felt like a complete violation of their privacy and modesty. Valerie spoke out loud against everyone's silent thoughts. We can't wear these to work. We'd be so embarrassed. It seemed like all of the girls shared her sentiment. No one wanted to have to parade around in such revealing clothing while trying to do a job. But unfortunately, there was nothing they could really do about it. After all, if they refused, then Jim would just replace them. Jim arrived shortly after the uniforms were revealed, late for his start time as usual. The girls wasted little time voicing their complaints. "'What the hell is this?' asked Evelyn. "'Did you even show your uncle our suggestions?' demanded Kim. Jim shrugged it off and replied, "'He liked this look better. I'm sure you'll all look great in them.' "'We're not wearing this stuff,' replied Amy. "'Hey, he's not wearing a crop top,' exclaimed Evelyn, seeing Jim in the new colors." but in long black pants and a button-down shirt in the new colors. "'Yeah, we want shirts like that,' demanded Valerie. "'Sorry, ladies, this is only for men,' replied Jim. "'Also, your first uniform is free, but if you don't want to do laundry every day, you might want to buy extras, and the boots and pantyhose are part of the uniform.'" The girls were not happy with Jim's reply, but they knew that their options were limited— They eventually decided to take the uniforms and try them on because there was no way out of wearing them. After all, it was a job requirement, and if they wanted to keep working at the drive-in, then what other choice did they have? The only thing left for them to do was hope that Larry would see how embarrassing the uniforms were and decide to change it in the near future. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk The girls sat in the parking lot after closing time drinking beer and chewing the breeze while feeling totally ridiculous in their new uniforms. Evelyn had her car's windows open again and the radio volume up so everybody could enjoy some music, with invisible touch blasting out of the old Pontiac speakers and stereo. Kim was the first to breach the subject that was on everybody's mind. "'We look ridiculous,' she said. "'If anything, the uniforms looked even worse with everybody altogether.' And slutty, agreed Evelyn. Ridiculously slutty, chimed in Amy. This is our fault, said Valerie. We should have known that Jim would come up with something like this. We should have gone to his uncle ourselves. The girls all agreed that Jim had gone too far in picking out their uniforms. They complained about how uncomfortable and ridiculous they looked, with the tight shorts and heels. Kim pointed out that Larry was usually pretty reasonable and level-headed. She said she hadn't expected her boss to come up with something so outrageous. For every guy who comes to check us out, a girl is going to not want to come to the drive-in because of how we're dressed. It's not going to work out the way he thinks it will. Evelyn was the first to come up with a plan. Jim gave us flyers from the uniform company in case we needed more uniforms. We could get pants and a proper shirt like Jim has. We could even get some shorts that aren't so slutty, suggested Valerie. We'd have those for the hot summer nights. The girls all agreed that it was a good idea and decided that if the uniform was good enough for Jim, it'd be good enough for them. Aw, Jim spent so much time picking out those terrible uniforms and now nobody is going to wear them, said Amy with a mock pout. "'Not quite,' said Evelyn. "'I think one employee definitely has to wear the full, slutty monstrosity.' "'The girls all looked at each other and then burst out laughing. "'You mean Jim?' they said in unison. "'You got it,' said Evelyn, raising her beer bottle in a toast. "'Here's to Jim wearing his own uniform.' "'The girls clinked their bottles together and cheered. "'It was a small victory, but it felt good to know that they would soon have their revenge.' It would take a while to get the new uniforms and get things ready for Jim. Since the drive-in was closed on Sunday, they decided that Monday, they would spring their plan into action. The plan itself would have to hinge on Valerie. If Jim was still as hung up on his twins' fantasy, she would have no trouble playing her part. For weeks, Jim had been objectifying the girls, not pulling his weight, and generally being a horrible co-worker. The uniforms were only the last straw, but that was the one that would be what earned him his just punishment. Valerie didn't like Jim any more than any of the other employees, but like everybody else, she was growing increasingly frustrated with him. She decided she could definitely hold her nose for a few days in order to pave the way to revenge. For several days, Valerie began to flirt with Jim, making him think he was getting something he wanted. She would make sure to touch him lightly... Brush her hair back in a sultry manner and generally make sure Jim was on the edge of his seat. She'd catch his eye when he glanced at her, making sure to keep a sultry smirk on her face. Valerie's twin sister Amy was growing increasingly excited as she saw Jim so enamored with her sister. And when Amy asked her to be part of the plan, she was thrilled. She continued to flirt as Monday morning arrived and before work, Valerie finally invited him over to her house at noon. For weeks, Jim had been objectifying the girls, not pulling his weight, and generally being a horrible co-worker. The uniforms were only the last straw, but that was the one that would be what earned him his just punishment. Valerie didn't like Jim any more than any of the other employees, but like everybody else, she was growing increasingly frustrated with him, She decided she could definitely hold her nose for a few days in order to pave the way to revenge. For several days, Valerie began to flirt with Jim, making him think he was getting something he wanted. She would make sure to touch him lightly, brush her hair back in a sultry manner, and generally make sure Jim was on the edge of his seat. She'd catch his eye when he glanced at her, making sure to keep a sultry smirk on her face. "'Hey, Jim!' "'We seem to get along so well. We should really hang out sometime,' suggested Amy. "'Jim looked at her hungrily. "'That's a great idea, Val. I'll be there.' "'Valerie smiled slyly, knowing exactly what was going on in his head. "'Valerie's twin sister Amy was growing increasingly excited "'as she saw Jim so enamored with her sister, "'and when Amy asked her to be part of the plan, she was thrilled.' She continued to flirt as Monday morning arrived, and before work, Valerie finally invited him over to her house at noon. Jim was obnoxiously punctual, arriving at noon sharp. When the door opened, he was surprised to find Amy standing there. Hi, Jim. Valerie invited me to join you guys for lunch today, she said with a wink. Both girls appeared before Jim in those sexy uniforms he had picked out. They looked so hot together like this. How could he possibly say no? Of course not, replied Jim. How can a man complain about too many beautiful women? The girls just giggled, acting as if they were eating up all his cheesy bullshit. The girls had already taken the necessary steps to make sure their plan went off flawlessly. They knew their parents were gone and they'd have privacy. They closed all of the blinds and closed the door to Amy's bedroom. Now it was time for the two of them to get to work. They giggled and danced seductively, just as they must have done in so many of Jim's fantasies. He couldn't believe his luck and was so engrossed that he could scarcely see Valerie took out a thick black blindfold and securely fitted it over Jim's eyes. With his sight taken away, the girls proceeded to make their presence known. So how does it feel? Valerie asked her voice light and soothing. Jim remained silent, but his body language received the message. Amy began to massage his neck and shoulders while Valerie whispered seductive phrases in his ear. Meanwhile, Valerie tenderly caressed Jim's cheek with her hands. "'Are you enjoying it?' Amy asked with a smile. Jim couldn't answer, but a gentle nod of his head was all the reply the girls needed." The girls continued this for a few minutes before Valerie stepped back and allowed Amy to take over. This time, instead of whispering suggestive phrases, Amy began to lightly tickle Jim's body in strategic locations. He squirmed and wriggled, trying to break free, but the girls kept him firmly in place. Feels good, doesn't it? she asked, her hands dancing around his body. After teasing him for a while, Valerie and Amy moved in to tie Jim up. Using some rope from their bag of supplies, the girls securely bound Jim's arms and legs to the chair. To make sure he couldn't make too much noise and alert anyone of their plan, they placed a thick cloth gag over his mouth. Despite having previously been bound to a tree by these same young women, he had no idea what was going on until he was securely bound and his loud protests were only a low mumble by the time they got through the gag. Let's see you get out of this one. Valerie said Taunting him Before she stepped away The two girls Stepped back And admired Their handiwork Jim was securely Bound and gagged And there was nothing He could do about it Satisfied The girls Smirked at each other And exited the room Leaving Jim alone And powerless Now the real fun Could begin That couldn't Have gone better Said Amy Let's let the others know Replied Valerie I want to get started. Twenty minutes later, Amy removed the blindfold from Jim's eyes. As he got accustomed to the light, he could see that Evelyn and Kim had joined Amy and Valerie in the room. He didn't know what they had planned, but he was in their clutches and he knew it couldn't be good. We decided that since you like the new girls' uniforms so much, we would give you a chance to wear them at work for yourself, said Amy. The girls all laughed but Jim could only moan into his gag. Let's start with hair and makeup, suggested Kim. What are you all going to do to me? Jim asked nervously as Amy removed his gag. She didn't want him yelling, but they couldn't exactly do his makeup with the gag on. You'll see, Amy teased. Jim sat quietly as Amy, Valerie, Evelyn, and Kim began to get to work. First, Valerie started brushing out Jim's hair and adding a bit of texture for a smoother look. Evelyn then used her rat tail comb to create some lift in the bangs, separating the strands and lightly teasing it for a little extra lift. This is starting to look really nice, Valerie said, smiling. Next, they moved on to makeup. Amy took the contouring palette and lightly dusted Jim's face using the darker shades to give him a softer, more feminine look. Valerie then added some blush to his cheeks and a shimmery eyeshadow to bring out his eyes. To finish the look, they all chose a bright pink lipstick to apply to Jim's lips. Once Jim was completely transformed, the girls stepped back to admire their work. To anyone looking in, they could easily tell he was a female. He was still recognizable as Jim, but he had a new, more feminine look that they all agreed suited him. There... "'Amy said, examining her work. "'He looks like one of us now. "'Let me go,' demanded Jim. "'Oh, we're just getting started,' "'said Evelyn, picking up her camera. "'What? No!' Jim protested. "'Amy stepped in to console him. "'Don't worry, we're just going to take a few pictures "'of you post-makeover and in your new work outfit. "'It'll be fun.' "'No, it won't,' exclaimed Jim. "'It will be for us,' said Amy.' "'Besides, it's not like you can do anything about it all tied to the chair like that,' taunted Valerie. Jim groaned in disgust, but he was powerless. The girls took turns taking pictures of Jim's new hair and makeup, but the real ordeal was only just beginning. "'What's next?' asked Valerie. "'Hair removal,' said Kim. "'Pretty girls shouldn't have body hair.' "'That sounds fun,' agreed Amy." "'Yeah, but it's not going to be easy with him tied up,' said Evelyn. "'Jim groaned in protest as Amy and Evelyn each took one arm and one leg. "'There was nothing he could do as Valerie and Kim began to use electric shavers to remove his body hair. "'Come on, Jim, don't be such a wimp,' Valerie teased as she busied herself with the shaver. "'Jim felt embarrassed and violated. "'He opened his mouth to protest, but all that he could manage was a weak grunt in response.' Whoa, look at all this hair, Kim exclaimed, motioning towards Jim's arm. Amy held Jim's arm steady as Valerie began to use the electric shaver on that area. Are you ready for the rest of your uniform now? asked Amy.
0: So that was Monica Loy reading my story, Drive In Sissy. I think she's doing a great job, and like I said, there's probably still two more parts to go. Hope you had a great week. Um, I am free for summer which gives me some time off and i am totally totally loving the weather and uh just hoping to get a whole lot of writing done while i have a little bit of time to do it um i hope your summer is going well and i hope you will be back here next week i most certainly will bye bye